Governor Price, these rebels have proven particularly stubborn. How do you intend to solve this problem? I need someone who sees a bigger picture. The Empire is getting better at anticipating our moves. I underestimated the commander. The previous attacks were clumsy. But this one was swift. Precise. To defeat an enemy, you must know them. Not simply their battle tactics, but their history, philosophy, art. Grand Admiral Thrawn. Hello, and welcome to the Throncast. I'm your host, Nancy, and today we have a special introductory episode to tell you what this show is all about. Joining me on this legendary journey are Brian. Hello. Matthew. Hello. Amanda. Hi there. And Tyler. Hey. We're about to get started, so sit back, sardonically grab some hot chocolate, and enjoy the show. Oh my god. Do you all like that? That was, that was there, good. Yeah, that, that was good. Is there way to grab hot chocolate? Not in a Timothy Zahn book, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, everybody, welcome to our prologue episode of the Throncast. Um, we wanted to throw together an episode to tell you what this show is all about, um, introduce ourselves and our history with Star Wars and Legends and all of that fun stuff, and kind of preview um, what we're doing with the episode formats and all of that. So first off, what the hell is the Throncast? Cash grab. Cash grab? We're getting paid for this? Damn it. What? Are you keeping all the money? Ratings grab. That, I was going to say, yeah. Better. Shameless plea for Twitter followers. I Well, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be lying if I didn't want to do this because of a certain thing that happened recently. Um, what would that be, Nancy? We well, discovered an exoplanet at uh, a nearby star. Is that why? No, but it might have Chiss on it. Brian's staring at me. Um, so, no. Uh, a while ago, I had decided that I wanted to do a read-through of the Thrawn trilogy, but um, didn't really have a lot of time. And I wanted to do it as a podcast I, podcast because I had, I had done an Heir to the Empire retrospective a few years ago on the blog. And I got through Heir to the Empire. I started Dark Force Rising, and then I just never finished and and i think it's just because i wasn't it wasn't the right format for me i wanted to talk about the books with fellow star wars fans and you know get that kind of conversation going um and last year we discovered the show rogue padron which is on the far far away radio network if you don't listen to it and uh you should give it a shot because it's really good um they are reading through all of the x-wing novels um most of them for the first time. So I thought, you know, if I was going to do a Thrawn trilogy read through, that's what I'd want to do. I was basically going to steal from them. Sorry, Rogue Padron, but not sorry. So we just stole their show well, idea. No, no, no. Yes. We learned from their example. Yes, we did. I, I was so impressed by Meg and the show that I wanted to do something similar. <laughs> Something, something, best form of flattery. Yes. Yeah. yeah this exactly. is totally not a prelude to murdering her and wearing her skin as a coat. 
Wow. See, this is what you have to expect, folks. <laughs> Soon we'll be saying so many balls. Bet you're wishing you had it now, don't you, Brian? Nope. No. I am enjoying every chaotic second of this. <laughs> so, yeah, I had the idea. Um, it kind of, you know, I thought, oh, that would be a cool thing to do. And then I started hearing rumors about Rebel Season 3 and a certain character who is going to make an appearance as the show's antagonist. And um, got really excited about that possibility and said to Brian, if that happens, I we're, we're doing the show. And he was like, okay. And then, of course, we all saw the Star Wars Rebels trailer from Celebration Europe and indeed, Grand Mamora Thrawn will be appearing on the show next season. And we all promptly lost our shit. Yes, that's <laughs> that's a good uh, good way of putting it. I broke out in a cold sweat. And Dave Filoni goes, "Should we expand the universe mm-hmm. a little?" And I'm like, "No, no, no, not really." Roll in the dungeon. I, I, yeah, I went a little bananas. Yes. Um. So as soon as that got announced, I was pretty much like, "Yep." Throngcast, uh, who's interested? And you that's all, true. you were on Twitter soliciting um, contributors within minutes. Like, yeah, that happened. That, I oh could, yeah, I, my I fingers that. were. I was still shaking, <laughs> and Nancy's like, "Let's do this." Well, I had mentioned it before then, and I had said, "You know, would people be interested in this?" And then, as soon as it happened, I was like, "All right, who's in?" And you all, lovely people, volunteered or suckered into this. So ha ha ha. Um. So yeah, Thrawn is coming to Rebels. It's going to be great, and uh, we're using that as a show idea. We're we're cash grabbing. We're you know milking the milking the mouse for all it's worth. John Tootin, <laughs> the most disgusting metaphor. <laughs> Simpsons did it first. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, and um, I wanted to introduce new fans to Legends. Uh, I. It's funny that now that Legends is Legends, I, I feel like more people are wanting to um, explore that timeline. I knew so many people who hadn't read Star Wars books and wanted to start reading them, but were so overwhelmed by the hundreds of books in the timeline and comics that they just, you know, never bothered. And it was hard to curate. It, it was, was hard to curate and tell people where to start other than this particular trilogy. Like, okay, what do you want to read about? Exactly. And how much backstory do I need to tell you before I send you to buy this book <laughs> so that you will not be completely lost in the first three chapters and not want to keep going? So there was this yep. time that Luke ran into the sentient AI that he did. Uh, shh. No. <laughs> Spoilers. Stop it. Let me tell you about the Yuzang bomb. <laughs> Let's right. all Speak, about speaking them. as a speaking as a person who did start reading Star Wars books, like you know, really reading them with the new canon. Um, yeah, like I've been going back, and I, I'm I'm currently reading through the, the Republic Commando um, books because, uh, like, I like that there's an ending, and I like that there's I like that there's different things that I can pick out, and if they're interesting to me, I can read them. And yeah. not have to worry about how that impacts something else later. Yeah. Because I know that there's an ending now. Yeah. Or as much of an right. ending and as Star Wars has. And we're all on the same page when it comes to the sequel trilogy. You know, we all went into that theater with the same knowledge base that was the original trilogy and the prequels to some extent. 
and there was this new story that we didn't need to know anything about. And that bothers some people because they've spent all this time reading the books. To me, it was kind of like, okay. Oh, wait, people are bothered? Yes. Oh, it made me nervous. People on the internet are bothered, Matthew. <laughs> really? I hadn't heard anything about this. <laughs> Hang on, let me show you my personal inbox. <laughs> but People yeah. on, the, on the internet have opinions? Yeah, they do. And not all positive. Bless their hearts. That sounds that sounds so wrong and <laughs> not true. Yeah. But so I as a person who read the EU for a long time, I was actually kind of glad because all of the convoluted stuff, you know, was put in its own little timeline. Um, but there are still books that I love. You know, I I, I listen to Rogue Quadrant because I love the X Wing books and I would tell everyone to read them. And you know, even now, when people ask, I want to read Star Wars books, where to start, there's still a huge part of me that wants to say heir to the Empire and just leave it at that. Um, you know, I don't because <laughs> I don't want to confuse people right off the bat. But if people have read, you know, New Canon and I'm like, well, if you want to read about, you know, some of the other stories, start here. Like, I... I don't know how many times people asked me where to start, and it was just basically Heir to the Empire. Brian, you wrote a column that was basically where to start. I, I did, <laughs> and the funny thing about that column is the introduction to that post said, so you just finished Star Wars, and you're very sad because uh, nothing's there's nothing left, or there's nothing <laughs> afterwards. And I wrote that, I think, in 2012, and, or no, when did I write that? 2011. And then uh, the day Lucasfilm got sold, I went back to that post and put in Ed Note, uh, whatever that day was, colon, ha 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 ha, <laughs> close parentheses. <laughs> yep. So yeah, um, that's basically what how this show got started. Um, I'm hoping that we can, you know, obviously I'm hoping everyone will, you know, enjoy re going back to these books, um, you know, some of us have read them pretty recently. Some of us haven't read them in a long time. And Tyler has not read them at all. I'm really excited because I, I read these um, right after Revenge of the Sith came out and I hadn't read them in a while. And I was really nervous that they weren't going to hold up. And they did, even with all of the timeline issues, even with all the, you know, and there's actually not a lot of continuity issues. I was surprised by how much I haven't read them recently, but mm -hmm. I did read them obviously after the the prequel trilogy, and I was surprised by how much, yeah, isn't contradicted by the prequels with just a little like tweaking of terminology here and there. Yeah, and I think it. I think the reason it holds up is because the tone is very. The tone is Star Wars to me. Absolutely, you know? and um, you know, say what you will about. You know, Timothy Zahn's writing style, it it suits Star Wars really, really well. Um, yeah. And yeah. especially, you know, like these books, it you know, the characters he introduced, you know, stayed in the expanded universe for a long time. And there's a reason for that, not just because they were the first, because <laughs> they're really good. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm hoping that, you know, people who haven't read the books will be introduced to them and really enjoy them. And people who you know, read them long ago, can revisit and get excited for Thrawn in Rebels. And not only that, but the Thrawn book, which we will talk about at the end. 
um, before we start talking about, you know, our history with Star Wars and, you know, talking about the books themselves in a few weeks, uh, we're going to do a spoiler warning for the series and the expanded universe as a whole. Now, we're obviously not going to spoil like what comes up and you know say oh in the next chapter so and so dies because you yeah know, please don't don't yeah <laughs> however um i i do want to revisit like the expanded universe as a whole so if you don't want to know anything about legends and what cup happens after heir of the empire uh you know chronologically wise or publication wise um be wary be aware that we will discuss some of the things in a larger meta context like for example spoiler warning luke and mara jade get married <laughs> uh, yeah I, i'm sorry this that's is... pop cultural osmosis at this point <laughs> yeah so yeah also, like it, it shouldn't be necessary to say this but i feel like it is we will also be spoiling these books as we discuss them <laughs> <laughs> what Someone, someone somewhere out there is going to get mad at us at some point, and I guarantee you yeah. it will happen. So <laughs> it's just happens. laying that out there right now. Just yeah, addressing that. If you now. have not read your assigned chapters, we will in <laughs> fact spoil them for you. So keep up with the reading, kids. Yes. So yeah, we will be talking about larger plot points. You know, Luke and Mara get married. There is a Yuzong Vong war. Uh, you know, terrible things happen to the characters later on in life, uh, that sort of thing. But terrible. we'll be Arm loses very an terrible. I never would have guessed that characters with the last name Skywalker have terrible things happen to them. Yes! <laughs> Skywalker warning. solo clan could not get a break in Legends. It's like 40 years later and still no one else is capable of saving the galaxy. Yeah, it's really, really sad. But um, yeah, so that so that's the sort of thing we'll be talking about. If you don't want to know anything, you know, read all the books and then come back and listen to the show. <laughs> we warn you, there are like 85 of them plus comic books. So. Oh, there's, there's a lot more than that, I think. But um, also, if you are new to the Thrawn trilogy or you just don't have a copy Conveniently, Delray is putting out new uh, versions of the books. They'll be they announced it today, like just yes. in time for us to. Uh, oh wow! To shill it here on our show. Yeah, thanks, Tom. Yes, and um, yeah, they have new covers. They'll be in paperback, so um, very nice and portable. And um, we might have some surprises for the podcast. I'm working. Oh. I'm working on working on something. So oh my yeah. Goodness. Yeah, oh, stay. We'll discuss stay off air. <laughs> I have a very, very oh God, educated guess as to what might be getting worked on. <laughs> stay, stay tuned. So yes, uh, Thrawn cast. Yeah, Tyler, those covers are gorgeous. The new ones. Yeah, they, I love how they all I fit love, together. I love the one for Last Command. That one's beautiful. A- admittedly, the bar to clear. <laughs> admittedly, the bar to clear was the old covers, mm-hmm. which uh, <laughs> I'm pretty partial to the. Old I covers. I like the old covers. I mean, you <laughs> like the representation of Mara. on the cover of one of them, and but uh, whatever. I like that heir to the <laughs> ju- that heir to the Empire cover is just so bad, though. But I like what? Luke. I like Luke on it. You, are you saying you don't like Disco? The Empire cover is iconic. You don't like Disco Sabioth? Like standing there. <laughs> like, like nothing to do. Yeah. Just standing. 
You don't like Disco Sabioth with his jazz hands and gold medallion? Dude is ripped. Wait, how are we saying his name? Um, okay, that again, we're going to have <laughs> pronunciation problems. Uh, I, I can ask Timothy Zahn at Dragon Con, but I had asked him a while ago, and I believe he said Sabioth. Yes, it is Sabioth. Yeah. Sabioth? Yeah. No. It's <laughs> You're crazy. I mean, yeah, there's... That's- Let's get Timothy Zahn on, on tape here telling us, giving us <laughs> a pronunciation. I don't care what Timothy Zahn says. This is, the, this is the gif gif thing. It's kabat. See, I don't know who this person is. I'm just going to call him, like, ripped Obi-Wan. <laughs> Funnily enough, and, we'll revisit. Yeah, I was going to give you a moniker, but it would spoil the book. We'll revisit <laughs> the Obi-Wan thing later on, actually. Um, <laughs> ripped Obi-Wan. <laughs> Jazz hands. We can just call him Jazz Hands. Jazz hands. <laughs> oh, wonderful. So, yes, let's go around the horn and introduce ourselves, talk about our history with Star Wars, um, our history with the Legends books, uh, you know, what we like about Star Wars or hate about it, you know, whatever. More power to you. God, Star Wars is the worst. Yeah. So um, I guess since I'm the host, I'll get started with this thing. Um, I love the Expanding Universe, <laughs> both canon and legends. Uh, actually, Heir to the Empire is the reason I became a Star Wars fan. I've told the story many times, but I saw all the movies for the first time when I was 11, um, kind of you know, gobbled them up after my dad realized I hadn't seen them and had to rectify that fact. And then I wanted more. And just so conveniently, a book called Heir to the Empire had come out the previous year. My dad had a copy that I think he got as a gift. And I stole it from him and read it and ran out and bought Dark Force Rising, which had come out a few months earlier. And then I had to wait an almost a year to get the last command. So all you kids out there who were mad, you got to wait another month for uh, Empire's End. Shove it. Because back in my day, we had to wait a whole year between Star Wars books. Yeah, <laughs> and that was... And about that- the wait between uh, Dark Tower 3 and 4. Something. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even talk to me about it. about the wait between Kingdom Hearts 2 and 3. <laughs> and sadly, at that time, that was all of the Star Wars we had. Um, so these books were... Unless you were really into Twincest. Uh, well, well, okay. <laughs> at the time, this was all that was coming out. Okay, we had the oh, Brian oh. Daly Han Solo books, at least. Yeah, but I'm saying at the like yes. those were older, and this was <laughs> newer content that was being released. And uh, at the time, I thought this was all there was going to be. There was going to be three books, and that was it. Um, <laughs> I think at the time, that's all they thought it was going to be. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and. And then I just got sucked in. I started reading all the books. Um, I always say I became this. I became a Star Wars fan because of Luke Skywalker, and I stayed a Star Wars fan for Mara Jade. So you can all see where my interests lie in this saga of books. Um, and uh, my favorite Star Wars movie. I, I waffle. I keep waffling back between Force Awakens and Return of the Jedi. Um, Return of the Jedi for nostalgia factor, Force Awakens because women are actually in it and have good roles. <laughs> yes, I went there. <laughs> um, Brian. 
Oh, wait. My favorite Star Wars book is Vision of the Future, which is somewhat about Thrawn. Right, but does not surprise me at all. I know, right? <laughs> There's not shippiness in it at all. <laughs> Brian. Uh, I don't know anything about your history yeah, with you Star Wars books. Yeah, you don't know anything about my history with Star Wars books. <laughs> yeah, None have you two met? I mean, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're vaguely we're vaguely familiar. Um, yeah, I first Star Wars book I ever read was Glove of Darth Vader. Wait, really? <laughs> How yes. did I not know this? <laughs> <laughs> How did I not know that? Oh, really? Oh yeah, it was a uh, glove of Darth Vader. Oh my god! Ran into it at a Barnes and Noble and when you, I was like six, and, and you, I told my parents I had to have it. And you kept reading? <laughs> I was six. I was, was stupid. Six. I would have stopped reading books. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the Jedi Prince series, uh, back in 2011, I did a retrospective. You can find Jedi Prince retrospective on the blog. And enjoy screenshots of me looking horrified as I'm reading these books. <laughs> Moffrance. <laughs> there was a Moffrance. I loved those books, though, when I was a kid. And, uh, I mean, they're pretty terrible. But also, again, at the time, they were some of the only new Star Wars books. And that was when the continuity problems started. <laughs> because Han and Leia had two weddings. <laughs> yes, yes, they did. As a matter of and fact. Tyler, for you're very confused. The Glove of Darth Vader is a children's series uh, oh. that is very, very, very bad. <laughs> okay, is, great. I'll pick it up. Um, it, my, my, the bookstore next. It is pretty it, much it was one the, of those things, though, that really encouraged me as a writer. Because I'm like, well, if that got published. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, is this a Dan Brown thing? Yeah. yeah. That was me with uh, Monoland by Tyra Banks. <laughs> So, yeah, if there is a literary equivalent of the Star Wars holiday special, Glove of Darth Vader was it. Uh, my first real book, actual good Star Wars novel was uh, X-Wing Wedges Gamble. I, yeah, I started with book two because the library had it. Then I went back and bought used copies at half price books and motored through that series in four weeks. Those were good. So good. Uh, I read... Um, I read the Thrawn trilogy shortly after I finished up with uh, Starfighters of Adamar. Um, so a little out of order cr chronologically, but uh, that's uh, that's kind of my early history with the expanded universe. Um, I motored through to the very bitter, bitter, <laughs> bitter end with Crucible. We're really encouraging everyone to keep reading all these books. <laughs> oh, I did too. I did too. Uh, yeah, um, the Thrawn trilogy is much better than Crucible. Yeah. I, I can say that. Uh, my favorite character is Wedge Antilles, because I, <gasps> I know, <Yay>! shocking. Uh, <laughs> Wedge is the consummate survivor, every man who goes in, gets shit done, and is an all-around badass normal. I like badass normals in Star Wars. Favorite Star Wars movie, uh, The Force Awakens, just because it's Star Wars with modern storytelling and diversity aesthetics which i approve of um, and favorite star wars book that is far and away starfighters of adamar yes uh starfighters so you were probably very happy when you read thrawn trilogy and you realized that wedge is in these books i was ecstatic when i ran into <laughs> wedge in these books i mean it's it's really not a spoiler wedge is all over the place in the eu but Yes. I, I was happy he was in this book. Yeah, I remember when Zahn was saying, you know, 
you know, anyone who could survive two Death Stars can be in my book. <laughs> <laughs> so, Matthew, would you like to tell us about your love-hate relationship with Star Wars? Well, I mean, it's not really a love-hate relationship. <laughs> I mean, it's I'm like... trying to create controversy. Well, okay, yeah. I mean, you know, the prequels are terrible. <laughs> I need to put that out of the way right now, I guess. But um, all mail to be Wars. directed at huh? Matthew to Matthew at Tashi-Station.net. <laughs> Leave us out of it. Prequels are terrible. Hunshot first. Um, okay. Um, so I read the Thrawn trilogy when it came out. Pretty much, it came out what May ninety one, and uh, I got a copy from your birthday in September ninety one. I didn't know that these books existed. I, you know, I had read the the Han Solo uh, trilogy books from way back in the day. I'd read uh, Delightful Twincest in um, <laughs> Splinter of the Mind's horrible. Eye. Horrible! It was horrible. That book is uh, awful. Tyler, it's, there it's, was a book called Splinter of the Mind's Eye that was it's so good. Published it's so, so good. No, it's not. Shh. I'm the host. I'm the host here. <laughs> it was. It came out after The Empire Strikes Back, or no, after, no, after A New, a New Hope. Hope. In case, he, in case it wasn't successful, they had a sequel, and Luke and Leia are a little too close for comfort. Oh, and and like Leia has panic attacks and can't swim and is so out of character. Yeah, it's terrible. It's terrible. It's really Don't not read good. It. Don't read it. It's hilarious. <laughs> Reading it in retrospect. Don't read it. Um, anyway, so, so I read Air of the Empire. And Splinter of the Man's, uh, Mind's Eye. Perfect. <laughs> yep, there's your homework this week. Good start. Good start, yeah. Um, no, so I read Air of the Empire when it came out, and I devoured it. I loved it, and I, I snapped up the next uh, two books pretty much when they came out. Um, yeah, I mean, I thought it was fantastic. I continued on with the, the EU for, for a good long while. You know, I was... I was pretty religiously picking up everything um for for a while i don't really remember exactly when i trailed off i picked it up again um with the new jedi order and then after that probably dropped off again so there's there's quite a there's quite a bit i haven't read um but uh i i pretty much know the highlights did you drop <laughs> off because of the new jedi order Sorry? Did you drop off because of the New Jedi Order, or was it just a coincidence? I guess this is controversial. I actually enjoyed the New Jedi (laughs) Order. Um, Yeah, hates prequels, likes New Jedi Order. Um, (laughs) There's that. But uh, no, I just, for whatever reason, just other things, you know, took up my time and and money at that point. Um, But no, so so I'm I'm fond of of the extended universe, the expanded universe. Um, You know, there are obviously some low points. Um, but, uh, but I have Darth to Vader. say my favorite book is probably this one, Heir to the Empire, or the trilogy as a whole. Um, I still think it's fantastic. I, th- I think it holds up, like I said, um, even, uh, with the new, uh, information from the, the prequels and it's just really well written and constructed and, uh, pretty much true to the characters, I think. And, um, okay. Go ahead. No, I. I was stalling. Go okay. Ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, f- I forgot to mention, I last read, I last read Air of the Empire a few years ago when I was doing the retrospective for the blog. Um, I read the book also when the 2011 20th anniversary edition came out, which is really awesome. And I recommend everyone take a look at it. The, you know, the annotations are really cool and filled with fun tidbits. 
Um, oh, that's interesting. I should look at that. Yeah. Yes, they're very. It's cool. a very. It's a very well done. I uh, will book. probably mention some of them on the show. All right. But um, <laughs> but yeah. So I I kind of regularly revisit the series. Now, Brian, you haven't read them in a long time. I haven't read them since I think two thousand eight when I did a big expanded universe reread on live journal kids <laughs> before there was twitter or tumblr there was live journal and the friends lock oh, I, I miss the friends lock <laughs> a more elegant weapon for a more civilized age <laughs> yeah so that was the last time i read okay it. and matthew you, you said you read them rec- more recently a couple three years ago okay. yeah yeah cool um, oh, my favorite Star Wars movie, uh, Empire Strikes Back. I guess that's kind of the obvious choice, especially for people who are, you know, more into film than Star Wars. Um, but um, I don't know. I just think it's really well constructed and, and has really interesting character development. Um, so, yeah, that's me. Cool. Amanda, you're up. Okay, it's my turn. Um, I have been a Star Wars fan my whole life, basically. Um, my first exposure to it was, um, and I guess it was 1984-ish, HBO got the rights to show the Star Wars movies after Return of the Jedi left theaters. And uh, we had that on in my den. Uh, my first exposure to Star Wars, I'm like, what, four years old at the time? And uh, I'm watching the speeder bike chase from Return of the Jedi. And um, thus began a lifelong love affair with Princess Leia. Um, <laughs> she is the brave one. She's the proactive one. She uh, rides a speeder bike better than all of these trained soldiers that don't have the good sense to bail out before it crashes into a tree. <laughs> um, and then mom says, yeah, that's Princess Leia. And I'm like, wait, she's also a princess? No, I'm, I'm a four-year-old girl. And so, it, and then, then later in the movie, and she has magical powers? <laughs> like, it really could not have gotten any better for me. Um and I, I loved Star Wars from that moment on and watched the movies on loop until HBO started showing something else. Um, fast forward many years, the summer of uh, 1991, I was a big Star Trek The Next Generation fan. My friend oh, Matthew yeah. and I were reading all of the books, and I don't know if you guys are aware of how many of them there were in that era. Um, Take but as there many were... Star Wars books as there are and multiply them by like four. It was It was wow. a lot. So Matthew says to me on the phone one day, I'm reading this Star Wars book, and I'm like, that's a thing? What is a Star Wars book? And I don't remember everything he said to me about it, but I remember distinctly the phrase Han Solo changing diapers. (laughs) And that was all it took for me to say, can I borrow it when you're done? Which was how we were handling reading things in those days because only one of us could get to Walden books every so often. Oh, Walden books. Way before Amazon. Right, I, and if I Walden didn't Walden have books. it, the B Dalton at the other end of the mall might. Uh, <laughs> yes, remember right? the nineties? So no, I'm the pretty sure I got last Walden books. Yeah, there were no big bookstores in our town, so we we whichever one of us went to a bookstore would buy the book, and then the other would borrow it when we were done. Um, and I read it, and then I read the next one the next year, and I read the next one the next year, and then I sort of forgot that they existed. Um, <laughs> They were good, and I remember loving Mara Jade because she's kind of a villain, but she's not completely a villain, and she's a redhead. And so basically, (laughs) she's my perfect self-insert into the Star Wars universe. Um, And then many years later, uh, I was 20-something. I just quit my day job to uh, pursue acting full-time because I was fortunate enough to be making a living doing that. And so I found myself with a lot of time on my hands. And 
something was like, hey, you know what you could do? You could reread these Star Wars books that you really liked many years ago. And that started my obsessive reading of all things Legends, and I mean all of it. Um, comic books, too. Zeltrons, guys. I am intimately uh, familiar with Zeltrons. Lots um, of people are intimately familiar with Zeltrons. Because that was their whole cultural identity. Um <laughs> So that was I that's the last time I read this trilogy. I also remember liking Mara Jade less in that read through. Oh, we're going to have words because (laughs) I had learned about fan fiction in the meantime and learned what a Mary Sue was. And in fact, I wrote a character that was so close to one I had to kill her at one point. (laughs) Um, And I just felt like she was a munchkin. Like I felt she was a little overpowered and created to be able to interact with the main characters I felt like she was super powered in a way that I didn't enjoy, which I hated because 13 year old me was like, but you loved her. So I'm really excited for this read through to sort of come at it clean and see the impression she leaves on me this time. I am going to be bringing up comparisons to Buffy the Vampire Slayer <laughs> for going through this reread because I think there are some interesting parallels to discuss oh, I will, there. I will absolutely be on the page with you on that. And that's in a post Buffy world. What does she look like? Um, <laughs> I my favorite Star Wars books, if you had asked me four or five months ago, I would have said it was a tie between Allegiance and Razor's Edge. Um, But then May the 3rd, my life changed when Bloodline came out (laughs) and um, is the best ever. And I love it a ton. I've read it six times. Wow. (laughs) Since May the 3rd, I've read it six times. Wow. That's dedication. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I love Empire Strikes Back for many reasons, but largely... For ship reasons, because as hard as Nancy ships Luke and Mara, I've shipped Han and Leia since I was four years old. So, yeah, I thought you meant the Super Star Destroyer, (laughs) which is also exquisite, but it's not (laughs) as I love you. I know. Shipper fist bump. Awesome. Um, And finally, last but not least, Tyler. Hello. I am a child of the prequels. (laughs) Get out! Bless your heart. And you still um, like Star Wars. My, Matthew, Matthew, we don't want to drive people away. My first Star Wars movie was that I remember watching because I, I know I must have seen the, like the, pre, the, the original trilogy before this, but the first time I really remember watching Star Wars was Revenge of the Sith. That's out of order. <laughs> That's like not even machete order out of order. Um, no, my first my first uh, Star Wars movie that I remember was going to see The Revenge of the Sith in theaters. Um, I was like nine, and it was, looking back on it, um, it was not the best thing, thing ever. <laughs> but, um, it's for a nine-year-old. Like, yeah. I mean, as, as bad as it is, it's like, it's, it's, like, yeah. it's yeah, like, I mean, you, like, I, I, I knew who Darth Vader was. Like so, like so when when the final scene happened, I was like, yes. And, um, and then I got even I as got, he was going, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then I got really scared when um I remember getting really like not scared but just creeped out when Anakin started burning up. Oh yeah, because uh, that could be traumatic for a child. But um, traumatic for a freaking twenty-four year old shit. <laughs> true, true. Um, I remember that like. And then and then I got yeah no and then I got the Lego Star Wars game uh-huh. and then like I tried to piece things together the best I could 
Uh, because back back in those days, they didn't have voice acting. <laughs> so all you kids with your voice acting Lego games, you don't know you don't know the real struggle. Um, you know, on a side episode, some side episodes, we're gonna make Tyler play Tie Fighter. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> we um, have to have video of that though. <laughs> that's hey, I have a game capture system. Um, and then yeah, like. I didn't. I didn't do much with Star Wars up until like I went into the bookstore one day and I saw Legacy of the Force: Betrayal. Oh, not a good place to start. <laughs> and um, well, I bought it. And I will um, say, at least it's written by Aaron Olson. Yes. Yes. And um, I was kind of confused. <laughs> Not just a good place a bit, to start. You it's know, like pretty much the end of the EU, isn't it? I haven't read those. That's yeah, like, no, it's like it's it's like this. It's like this series of books before. It's it's the EU books. sputtering to a very anticlimactic. Well, and it's like thirty conclusion. years of like like backstory. Yeah, so yeah. I, yeah. I didn't I didn't know who any of like these. You know, I didn't know who Jason and Jana were. I didn't know who Ben was. I didn't know who Mara Jade was. Um, I didn't know who the Song Vong were. <laughs> I had to go on Wikipedia to figure out then them, and then when I looked at their Wikipedia page, I decided, no, I'm not going to do this to myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I went, and then I finished. I, I remember really, really liking um, Jason at the oh, end of that God. book. Oh God! Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> and then what I did is I went. I found the first Darth Bane book. So I went to like the end of the EU, to the beginning <laughs> of the EU, and um, yeah, I re- re- read Darth Bane, and I loved that book. Those were a little more like, accessible. Yeah, 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 and also I was probably like it was probably it had something to do with like the fact that I was like thirteen and like angry. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, I really connected with Darth Bane. I don't know what that says about me, but, uh, it says you were 13. That you were 13 <laughs> and angry. Yeah. yeah. I mean. <laughs> um, and then I kind of fell off the EU. So the only exposure I had to the EU was Legacy of the Force Betrayal and Darth Bane, book one. Cool. Um, <laughs> and then I just, like, I, I, I kept looking for places to start and stop, you know, like we were talking about earlier, but. It was so expansive, and there was so much. I didn't know where to start. Um, and then when the when the Disney when the Disney deal went through, I and I, I saw that they were getting rid of the rid of the EU. I was like, "Yes, this is the perfect opportunity for me to, to get it on the ground floor." And because I don't have a connection to any of this stuff, all I know is that Jason Solo is like kind of a jerk. <laughs> I'm also, oh wow yeah and also apparently like in some weird four stream luke skywalker looks good with a beard <laughs> well i mean he does <laughs> it turns out um That's canon and, now. uh <laughs> that is canon now yes. somebody yeah, tweet I, and make sure bearded luke is still canon <laughs> so yeah my first my first like real star wars book was um a new dawn and then i watched rebels and Watch Force Awakens, and I'm here talking to you. Probably making a bunch of people mad. Oh, no. The expanded universe healing for you begins now. 
<laughs> yeah. But well, eventually we'll circle back around to bug sex. Shut no. Stop. We do not speak of that. Oh, no. You know what I you know what I remember you know what I just remembered? I remember that there was a light whip. Oh yes. yes. Yeah. That I remember thinking that was super awesome. That is uh that was actually Lumia, who was in the old Marvel comics. Uh, she was a character named Shira Bree, uh, who was a spy in the Rebellion. Uh, kind of started. Oh yeah, she was. She was another secret apprentice. Yes. So she. Oh oh, I forgot to also mention that another <laughs> exposure to the E was um, Force Awakened, Force Unleashed. Ah so, yes. Yeah, that was also when I was like 15. Basically. So I liked it a lot. I was going to say, so again, right, exact, right perfect there. target age. Perfect. I'm going to throw things with the force. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm gonna, Star I'm gonna, Destroyer. I'm going to be an angry, angry future Darth Maul. <laughs> awesome. Well, I when I was... Figuring out who I wanted to join me on the show, I knew I wanted people who had read the books before and also people who, you know, hadn't read them in a while. So it could kind of be like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Um, So people who were way less jaded than me. Yes. (laughs) And then also I definitely wanted someone who hadn't read them before. So I am really looking forward to seeing what Tyler thinks about them. I I know um, I, I think these books suffer less from being written in the 90s than the x-wing books do a little bit um but there are times yeah these books yeah it's It's, you know it was written in the 90s yeah and that's one of the reasons why back when you know i used to tell people how you know give them suggestions for how to read legends i tell them to read in publication order instead of chronological order because um you know, there's stylistic differences, but also um, things started getting wonky around the prequels when uh, things started getting contradicted. <laughs> and uh, Bantam Books and Delray started to have started having to invest heavily in Spackle. Yes. <laughs> so uh, well, that's about when New Jedi Order started, wasn't it? Yep. Yep. Yeah. yep. So yeah, was starting chronologically is like yeah, you get heir to the Empire and those are good, but you run pretty quickly up into the courtship of Princess Leia, which, which is, is not garbage fire. Yeah, that is solo. What a man. <laughs> well, that's yeah, a- that's that's one of those. I mean, it's not quite Splinter of the Mind's Eye level, but it was one of those that I was not sad to see flush down the memory <laughs> hole. When I would rather read Splinter of the. I would rather read Crystal Star. <laughs> You know, this might be controversial, but I agree with you. I'd rather read <laughs> Crystal Star than Courtship. No. Look, oh, hang on, wait. I'm sorry. I forgot to say things. Um, <laughs> my favorite character is um is probably honestly Ventress. Nice. I just, nice. Like just uh her design, her narrative. Ventress. Although I have issues with the way she was handled in Dark Disciple, but I'll you know um favorite movie. Probably somewhere. No, no. Force Awakens. It became my favorite movie when um, when Ray grabbed the saber. Yes. Like, I, I remember just feeling in the theater <laughs> that like that unspoken excitement. Just like you know when the split when she, when it just like flies past yeah. them and into her hands and just like the, the camera lingers on that for a moment and then. 
<laughs> and then there was this one small girl who just like went like screamed at the top of her lungs yes <laughs> oh oh I actually missed that moment the first time I saw The Force Awakens because I was still sobbing into my handkerchief. Yeah. (laughs) Understandable. Um, I caught it the second time, but it took the fourth time before I saw how Kylo got injured. (laughs) The fourth time. I guess I didn't mention my favorite character. That's why The Force Awakens wasn't my favorite movie. (laughs) Ray for you as well. Ray is probably my favorite character in in the canon. Yeah. I... um, in the theater, I was kind of like, I was thinking, like, I kept waiting for Luke to show up. Oh. And I was thinking if he if he was going to show up, that would be a great time for it to happen. And I'm like, is he going to grab the lightsaber? And then it like it went to Ray and like everyone just cheered. And and then the music started and I just started flailing in my seat. I'm like, oh, my God, it's the burning homestead cue. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yes, sorry. Exactly. I'm sorry. Just thinking. (laughs) (laughs) Also, (laughs) um, I know I keep going on, but uh, um, when when the Clone Wars finished up, what I really wanted to happen was I wanted there to be like a book about Ahsoka and Ventress like teaming up and being bounty hunters together. (laughs) (laughs) I would I would bought that book. I would would read read that. But then that 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 never happened. Well, Sadly. We're, yep. at least we're getting an Ahsoka book, so. Yes, I'm so, yeah. oh, and like, fingers honestly, crossed. Like, it was, it's, it's, it's pretty much honestly a tie between like Ventress and Ahsoka, but I kind of just like Ventress's design more, especially when she gets into her bounty hunter outfit. Mm-hmm. Especially like, that, the first that, that seasons of Clone Wars. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm really like, super excited about it. Uh, Brian, or we were talking before about how if you read chronologically, you get kind of too close to courtship <laughs> which is a good i was kidding i tend to read things chronologically yeah. anyway. abort, abort but that's a good it's a good segue towards kind of i wanted to just go over very quickly sort of the history of legends both for people who haven't read any of the books but also for people who have been star wars fans for a while but might not necessarily have read the books or even just don't know, because I know not everyone follows, like, the background of, you know, the book publishing schedule and all of that. Um, and a lot of this information we didn't learn until within the last few years from yeah. some of these authors. And I know, like, stuff we've heard at cons over the year, I'll, I'll be I'll be trying to put those into the show notes as we go, because some of it's really, really interesting tidbits. Um, so, Thrawn Trilogy is... Uh, Matthew had mentioned it was came out in May of 1991. Uh, Dark First Rising came out in 1992 and Last Command in 93. Um, and these books were super important at the time because they were the first official material that was set after Return of the Jedi. Um, well, there was, there was West End Games material, which was the tabletop RPG at the time. But this was the first like continuing story of what happened to these characters. Well, it was the first of anything that had been published since, well, since Han Solo and yeah. Splinter and all that stuff, which was like, you know, 20, mm-hmm. 30 years ago. And this was, prior, I mean. and like nothing Star Wars was out at the time. Like, I mean, you think about it now where you get a new Star Wars book, like every few months, comics are coming out all the time. We're getting new movies every year. And like, there, there was nothing like it was like it was coming out in a vacuum. Like we didn't even see the prequels on the horizon yet. 
Like it was coming out in a vacuum. Yeah. And it just appeared in the bookstore. Yes. Um and so we had those three books. Um and no one knew if it would be a success or not. Um, there was most of the people involved in the project did not think that it was going to sell well. Uh, the only person was like the he- like the head of the line was like certain this is gonna this is gonna be a bestseller. You know, it's Star Wars. It's a license to print money, and he was pretty much the only person with you know faith in it. So he was the only one that had met any real nerds, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> do not know what we do. We throw money at properties we love. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, the Star Trek line had been going on, like, steady for a long time by then. And I mean... And if, some of those books were also terrible. Many of them are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, they kept cranking them out because they kept making money. So I'm and surprised that nobody all. saw the uh, the potential here. No, you're absolutely right. It was a license to print money. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think about it now, and you think, God, like a life without like without Star Wars books, like that's crazy. But um, they uh, Timothy Zahn, they asked him to write the book because he had you know a few uh, some books out with Bantam, and um, he um, you know was kind of hesitant at first because it was such a big deal, and if and if he screwed it up, you know, it would be you know terrible for him. <laughs> um, <laughs> But um, he, you know, he eventually, uh, uh, you know, agreed after, you know, not long. He had to think about it. Um, and um, it ended up selling out pretty much everywhere. Um, the fourth printing of Heir to the Empire, if you look at the old hardcover books, um, they, under the dust jacket, was blue cardstock was what they used uh, for the the front and back of the book, um, they ran out of that paper <laughs> because they were printing so many of these books, and they had to print them with tan. Uh, and I have one of the tan covers that's like apparently rare. So I was like, I remember hearing Zahn talk about that at, at Dragon Con, like one of the first ones I went to, and I'm like, wait a minute, I think my cover is tan. And when I came home and I looked at it, I'm like, oh, my God, I have a unique thing. And I didn't even know about it all these years. <laughs> so, yeah, um, it was, you know, super popular. Like, you know, like uh, Matt- Matthew said, you didn't know they existed, you know, and um, people would go into the bookstore and be like, Star Wars, what? Uh, and, you know, just grab it. And um, they the characters became, you know, super successful, um, you know, Mara Jade was really popular because you know there weren't a lot of female in star wars at the time um so you know kind of having her in addition to leia made a lot of girls happy because <laughs> you get another character to like imagine there's nothing like leia yeah um so you know diversity in characters is nice kids um and uh you know, they decided to use her in later books. Um, thro- Badly. <laughs> yeah. So it's <laughs> at times. Yeah. <laughs> Depending on who is writing her. Um, and then, um, you know, we have kind of Thrawn is this villain who kind of like has a specter looming over the New Republic for a while. But, um, you know, a bunch of these characters started showing back up in later books. You know, you've Paleon showed up, uh, you know, Mars still there, cards there, um, you know. Paleon has been a challenge for me in coming back to reread these. <laughs> yeah. Because of how 
his character evolved. And um, spoiler alert, he gets old and he lives a long time. And he's this adorable white haired old gentleman who is friendly <laughs> with our heroes by yes. the end of Legends. And, and has, one of the best, remember, one, has one of the best lines in the New Jedi Order. Opening up Heir to the Empire again, you know, he's there on the front page. And I'm like, oh, right. This isn't elderly Burt Reynolds. This is Best Little Whorehouse in Texas, Burt Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> and now I can only picture <laughs> You're welcome. But, <laughs> but I really have to remember that he is, he is not evolved to the stately old gentleman who mm-hmm. offers Han and Leia a drink on his ship. Like, that's not who he is at the beginning of this book. And that's having to go back and wipe the slate clean. He's been one of the challenges for me. Now I'm picturing Norm MacDonald doing <laughs> Burt Paley. Reynolds doing Peleon. <laughs> hey, Thrawn. Um, we're going to kill these rebels. <laughs> I don't uh, know why, though. He has always been Burt Reynolds to me. Okay. Uh, all right. <laughs> um, You're welcome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, thank you. That's, that's, that's amazing. <laughs> so after Thrawn Trilogy came out and it became apparent that this these Star Wars books would be a success, um, more and more books came out. Uh, Truce of Bakura came out. Courage of Princess Leia. We got the Jedi Academy Trilogy by Kevin J. Anderson. And then Ugh. book after book after book after book after book. Uh, eventually, the Bantam line ended uh the the contract moved to del rey and um timothy zahn was brought back to write uh specter of the past and vision of the future which are known as the hand of thrawn which duology. was originally supposed to be one book yes but he it got too long <laughs> um <laughs> so yeah that was uh that ended uh vision came out in 98 and then the, then the line turned over to del rey and uh new jedi order started coming out fun fact uh del rey got the license from Bantam, uh, and then uh, they absorbed. They Bantam? promptly became the same company anyway. When one company, <laughs> when one parent company brought the other, so yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's fun. Fun fact. Um, so yeah, as I said, uh, you know, Thrawn um, doesn't have as many appearances after the series for obvious reasons, <laughs> um, but he kind of is. Um, there, you know, he's not the, the antagonist in Hand of Thrawn, but it's called Hand of Thrawn for a reason. Um, well, because you think he might be. Yes. Um, well, he, and he's just he's it, such a great uh, character. Because, um, sort of, his hands appear like master hand style. Yes. His well. his hand is floating through space. It's like in the Skywalker. Apollo episode of the original series Star Trek. Yeah, his <laughs> hand is literally like grabbing the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> Um, but no, like, I mean, he's, he's such a well-written character and he's such a good antagonist that he sort of became the gold standard for Star Wars antagonists. I mean, in my mind Mm -hmm. anyway, like nobody else really ever measured up to him. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with that. Um, I, there might've been villains I liked better. I think I I liked Naminor so much because he was just such a jerk. I don't know who that is. He was in uh, New Jedi Order books. Oh yeah, I read those when they came out. I remember. <laughs> he was the main I bad guy. I remember Chewbacca getting hit by a moon and yeah. some creepy alien stuff. And- All I know about he- the New Jedi Order is that there's like vegetation ships. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, I didn't like Naminor because I, I I didn't like him and I felt like they spent too much time with him. Mm-hmm. 
and I didn't like him. Oh, I thought so. He... I I did not enjoy that part of New Jedi Order, and I will admit to sort of skimming those parts of the book, <laughs> um, especially the second and third times I read them. Um, I much preferred Admiral Thrawn, and when you spend time with him, it doesn't get old and it doesn't get annoying. Like, yeah, I well. I, Joy spending time with him on those pages. There are some things I find annoying about Thrawn that we'll get to in these books. <laughs> I mean, if anyone's well, a Mary Sue, it's him. Yes. <laughs> I, I, yes. I, I am 10 years away from having read it, so. <laughs> um, and But Thrawn, as they went back in the timeline, he did show up in later books. Um, he had a brief, very brief appearance in Tatooine Ghost. Um, Outbound Flight is about um, an event that is mentioned in... Uh, was first mentioned in Heir of the Empire. Uh, you know, Timothy Zahn went back and rewrote the story uh, later on. And also, uh, Choices of One, uh, spoiler. Such a good book. Yes. Such a good book. Those Hand of Justice books were, were so good. They were. I haven't read any of these. <laughs> and um, Crisis of Faith, uh, which is the Thrawn-centric novella that's in the Heir of the Empire 20th anniversary edition. Uh, yeah, it's pretty... reason to get that. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, so yeah, Thrawn has been, you know, although he hasn't shown up as in as many books as other characters, he's definitely one of, if not the most popular legends characters, definitely the most popular villain. Um, and, you know, including him on Rebels is just kind of a no brainer for me. Um, you know, he's, he's much more of a blank slate than a character like, you know, Mara, because, you know, he's just he's there to serve as the villain and doesn't have any other baggage um, as far as, you know, marrying our heroes. <laughs> <laughs> Although that would be an interesting <laughs> development. Uh, so, yes. Yeah. Just... So, yeah, Thrawn is going to be on Rebels. Uh, we will be talking about his appearances on the show, um, you know, to start off. And um, that start off all our episodes. Um, so if you aren't watching Rebels and don't want to be spoiled, you know, you can skip those parts. Um, but um, yeah, we're definitely going to talk about him. And, you know, hopefully we'll learn, you know, a lot about him in the book as it goes on to see like how they stay true to the character. Um, I'm really optimistic that they're going to stay very true to him just from what we saw in the trailer where I had to go back through Heir to the Empire and see if the dialogue was lifted wholesale because it sounded so Thrawn. The trailer, I mean, even if it's not the case that he's true to the character in the books, the, the trailer seemed like deliberately staged to reassure us that he would be true to the character in the books. And Mission accomplished, Dave. Yeah. And I was uh, rereading chapter one and I made some notes specifically about the trailer and how it mimics that chapter. Um, yeah. Which, I mean, it's I, it can't be coincidental. You know? It serves the same purpose, yeah. basically. Dave yeah. Filoni would, had to have been like, okay, there are certain staples with Thrawn that we have to include, so... Um, and, uh, that will premiere September 24th, um, and this is a big deal because he's the first major Legends character that's being reintroduced into the canon. Um, we've had a lot of minor characters and some, like, ships and concepts, but this is the first character that's showing up. And it'll be very interesting because when we first meet Thrawn, it's five years after Return of the Jedi, and this is set before the original trilogy. So, it'll see, be interesting to see 
how that works out. Um, and once we got over all of our excitement, not well, not even after we weren't over our excitement, we were still freaking out about Thrawn being in Rebels when they're like, "Oh, hey, Timothy Zahn couldn't be here, but he sent a special message," and. He's like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm sorry I can't be there right now. I'm busy working on my next book, Thrawn. And I went, wait, what did he just say? I remember remember you and I uh, just kind of paused for a moment in silence. We kind of looked at each other and were like, did did he say what I think he said? Yeah, because, I mean, I know he's working on other books. So I figured, oh, yeah, he's busy working on his next book. And then he goes, Thrawn. And I went, what, 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 what? So yeah, um, not only are we getting Thrawn in New Canon, uh, Timothy Zahn is writing a book uh, called Thrawn, and it will be set prior to his appearance in Rebels and basically tell the story of his rise to power in the Empire, which wasn't a story we ever got in Legends. Uh, We saw, you know, early Thrawn in Outbound Flight, but we didn't see a lot of him, you know, rising to power the empire we had some short stories where he joined the empire but um nothing it's it's a whole new empire yeah exactly right it's not the empire that we knew from the legends universe anyway Mm -hmm. um if if you recall the people that haven't read it um you know when we met admiral dalla she was like the only woman to -hmm. have risen to that rank at the time because the empire was very anti-female and now our new canon empire is not that yeah right we already have grand admiral sloan and she's fierce and she's not the only it's not strange for her to be in that position so i think this is going to really inform our view of the new canon empire and uh how they treat human-ish alien races yeah, yeah there's a dance that the old canon kind of had to do to basically justify why there were no aliens or women in the empire in the movies you know obviously aliens because they cost money and obviously women because it was the late 70s early 80s (laughs) Um, and so they do this kind of dance so it's like well it's the empire they're they're bigoted um but yeah it's interesting how that's shifted now and they don't really have to like make excuses for, uh, yeah, I feel like I'd rather anymore. Yeah, I feel like, you know, it's, you know, I think they've done a good job of saying like, you know, there were women in the Empire, there were women, uh, you know, there were some women stormtroopers, obviously, we can't go back and fix the original trilogy that way. But well, um, could. I mean, they've uh, done it before, but yeah, I'd rather they didn't. Okay, <laughs> well, you can't like, start, you, no, you Han can't first. create. Stop saying we can fix that. <laughs> You can't create a new female character and put her into the movie after the fact. I mean, you I mean, could. You could. I mean, but does, does you know Derajad I mean. need to be a dude? No, you <laughs> film some new lady, you know, doing his part. I mean, look, I don't think they should do this. I'm just saying they could. But you know what I mean. <laughs> For the sake of argument. They're we making... can mentally retcon the fact that many of those marching stormtroopers under yes, that armor that were, is... in fact, ladies. Yes, exactly. that's a lot easier to do. But I do say in Rebels, they need to have more female characters in the Empire. God damn it. Um, We're finally meeting Governor What's-Her-Face. I know. That's why I was... I actually didn't realize that... I mean, did we know that she was a woman prior? I don't think we ever... We did. Yes, because she was mentioned in the... Well, she appeared briefly in the Servants of the Empire books. Um, 
and yeah and she's mentioned through she's mentioned in a lot of those books so yeah I've been waiting for her to come on the show and was really I like when I saw her I was like yes Governor Price and I'm like oh wait no this is gonna be better <laughs> um so yeah I want I want more female characters in rebels on the empire side just because that's what the new canon is giving us so um you yeah, race loan 2016 yeah use race loan come on please yeah so he already knows canon yes uh so yeah we uh we're getting a new book um and this is actually the first appearance of thrawn in fiction since the crisis of faith novella so yay very exciting so yeah, we've got a lot to talk about. Um, we will be dividing up our reading schedule uh, into like four chapters a week. Um, we've got a schedule up on the blog, and yeah, so you can see uh, you know what chapters we'll be reading when. Uh, we're gonna be pretty much going every week um, up until December. When a little movie called Rogue One comes out, um, and then there's Christmas and New Year's. Which also will be spent watching Rogue One yes. over and over. Honestly, and over. it's more for Unless Rogue- it's terrible. <laughs> it won't Don't be. It's not going to be terrible. It might be terrible. Well, I mean, every movie might be terrible. But it's not. <laughs> I mean, it, it probably won't be terrible. It probably won't be terrible. <laughs> um... Like, so, did you not watch the sizzle reel 82 times? Because it was really good. It was really good. <laughs> so um, we mostly are taking out for Rogue One because, you know, we're going to see that movie a million times. And um, we are scheduled to finish the trilogy near the end of March, um, which puts us at perfect timing for Thrawn's release in April, as well as Celebration Orlando. Um, and hopefully Timothy Zahn will be at Celebration uh, so we can hear some talk about the book and, you know, maybe get a chance to chat with him. That would be pretty awesome. Um, so we hope that you all uh, listen along with us, read along with us if you'd like to. Uh, if not, we can relive the books for you. Maybe have some dramatic readings like Rogue Padron oh, does. Oh, totally. <laughs> I'm down yeah. for that. Brian, we need to do dramatic readings of all of the Luke and Mara scenes on Merker. <laughs> I will get some sexy saxophone music to play in the background. <laughs> I'll work on my Burt Reynolds impersonation. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. That's an association I'm not going to be able to forget. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, So anything else we want to add before we uh, wrap up this prologue? Why don't we tell the fans when to tune in for the next episode? (sighs) Yes, that would be a good. See, this is why I can't host, Brian, because I don't know how to do an outro. Do you know how much stuff I forget when I'm hosting shows? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. So um, we will be recording our next episode on September 12th, uh, two weeks from now. Uh, We can't record next week because we'll be at Dragon Con. um, And um, we'll be reading, discussing chapters one through four. Um, And uh, like I said, you can go to the uh, tatashi-station.net to get the schedule. I think we're going to create a new landing page for Thrawncast so you can get the schedule and all the episodes there. Yes, uh, under the podcast drop-down, uh, I'm going to build up a uh, page just for the Thrawncast where you can get the reading schedule and find uh, listings to older episodes there. 
And if you uh, want to ask us questions, you can tweet to uh, Tashi underscore station uh, hashtag Throncast. And um, before we go, uh, everyone, I want to tell us where we can find you on the internet. Tyler. You can find me on Twitter at Cyberpunk Warlock. That's C-Y-B-E-R-P-U-N-K-W-A-R-L-O-K because Twitter doesn't like C's, I guess. <laughs> um, and you can find me, my uh, many writings on how I cry or fictional characters at the GWW. Um, if you do go on my Twitter, there is a link to everything I've written. Awesome. Uh, Amanda. Um, I am on Twitter at Manda the Ginger, and I have just joined the staff over at TashiStation.net. So what? all of my yeah, I know, right? My bio isn't even up yet, but that's a thing. <laughs> and um, I uh, so anytime I have really deep thoughts about Star Wars or other things in geek culture, you can find me there. But uh, probably you should follow me on Twitter because I'm hilarious. Yes, this is true. <laughs> Matthew. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Mr. Bowers. It's B as in boy, O-W-E-R-S. Uh, my website is mrbowers.net. I occasionally review uh, Blu-ray sets and Legos at um, <laughs> Hachi Station when I have the money for them. <laughs> um, and I will soon be doing a Fallout playthrough on YouTube. What? Ooh, that'll be fun. Nice. Brian. Uh, Twitter, I am Lane Winry, L-A-N-E-W-I-N-R-E-E. I'm one of the editors at Tashi-Station.net. I've got a bunch of stuff there. Uh, you can hear me on Tashi Station Radio, of Dice and Droids, uh, and occasionally on Western Reaches and the Tashi Station Book Club. What Brian said. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys met? Yeah. <laughs> And you can find me on Twitter at Nancy Pants. It's Nancy with an I. So uh, thanks for joining us all. I haven't come out with a witty outro yet, but I will. Um, I just have to think of one. Lugs of hot chocolate up. <laughs> oh, hot chocolate. I can't wait to talk about that. So uh, thanks for joining. I mean, it's Lando. So it is Lando. Lando's Lando, Lando is the hot chocolate. <laughs> What have we here? Uh, on that note, <laughs> so long, everyone. Adios. Bye. Bye.